We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody. Value Add with K&K, Crystal Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks, guys. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, we have two rock stars with us from Private Business Capital. That's a division of Cal Private Bank. We have Joe Tormino, also kind of our neighbor, and kind Steve Paulette. He he's our like neighbor. adjacent. I mean, it's he's like, like kind of. That's a neighbor. He's a neighbor. He's not next door, but you know. he's close enough. Yeah. Across the cold check. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I can hit his house with a rock, it's a neighbor. I couldn't hit his house with a rock. But yeah, you could. <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Um, so whoever's the been in the business longer, I don't know it's not Joe. I could actually I have a lot of gray hair, but I do. not as much as you his. do. Yeah. You're gonna catch it's, up though soon. Oh, oh it's it's going. It's going. I'm I'm causing it. I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure uh, Steve, you kinda give us your background um, and how you've landed here. In the business, in my lovely uh, SBA business? Yeah, or just banking in general or, yeah. Uh, banking in general. I started, uh, I worked at a law firm going to law school, and we, uh, our client was the CDC Small Business Finance. They're the ones that fund the SBA portion of the 504s. I was closing loans for them and decided that it, rather than continue with law school, it would be better to work for that client because it was more fun. Helping small businesses. <laughs> and that was about 30 years ago. Wow. So I went from closing loans, moved into sales, and that's where I've been ever since. So wow. I've worked at a couple of different banks, mostly smaller banks throughout my career. And you and Joe have kind of been together through a couple of different banks as well, right? Yep. Two, two that we count. New York yep. Plaza, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's one in the middle we don't count. Yeah. We won't talk about well, it then. That's not <laughs> Legally, I don't think we can. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. Um, Joe, how long have you been doing this? Uh, about five years. Okay. Yeah. Prior, you, prior to this, I was in a totally different industry, uh, dental consulting. Ah. Wow. Got tired of being on a plane about five days a week, and uh, I totally stumbled into SBA by random chance. How did you stumble? I don't even know if I know. Um, I want to hear his side. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> ah. Well, just just networking, and through a friend of a friend – Found myself at a lunch with uh, a broker, like like Crystal, yeah. and uh, he he said, "This is a great business to be in. You could work for me and make nothing and drive up to Orange County all the time, or you could start at a bank, which is how I started. And I know someone in San Diego that could do that for you." And he introduced me to my first manager, Todd Masses. Name Todd. And Todd. Yeah, and. Uh, by the time I drove back from San Clemente to Carlsbad, he's had me on a three-way conversation with Todd, and 20 minutes later, I was at Todd's house in Del Mar. A month later, I was hired. Plaza Bank. And then you you're go. there? And Steve was, was there. there. Yeah. And then here comes walking in this guy. Yep. <laughs> Steve was, was not there. He was never there, except for like... I was... Once, I worked there. Once a quarter. Yeah, he worked there. <laughs> I worked there. Yeah. Uh, the home office is always your favorite place, right? Yeah, yeah. Steve inherited me about six to eight months into my SBA career. Okay. And then, then we've been together since then. And so, Steve, your title at PB Capital is a production manager, right? Correct. Okay, cool. And then, Joe, you're like a business banker? I am a what business development officer. Aha. Uh-huh. I would okay. not call myself a banker. No. Okay. No. We do, we do loans. You guys are Just not loans. bankers. Okay. So no you guys banking. don't want to like bank people at all. Our bank does. Okay. Yes. But we You want to lend money. I want to lend money. And if they want to bank with us, we pass them along to a banker. Cool. Yeah. But it's not a requirement? No. Okay. Cool. Because like a lot of business banks do require that. Right. We're the transactional arm. Uh-huh. Our private bank. So okay. the, it's a different, uh, it's set up that way. That's why we're PB Capital. Uh-huh. We're the transactional arm. We don't require yeah. a positive relationship. Uh-huh. If you want to, that's great. It's a good bank, but 
it's not our thing. Well, that's good to know because I think a lot of people out there are going to get loans for their businesses or their property that they're buying for their business. And every bank literally wants their relationship and it really just requires it as a condition of getting a loan with them. Mm-hmm. So it's nice for them not to have to move that relationship because it's never easy moving your banking. That's always a conversation yep. that we have when you're yep. going to get a loan. Absolutely. So it, that's a good. It makes it better, though. I mean, it makes yeah. it easier for us to do our job if they want to. And we'll, we will always welcome it. Yeah. But, but it's nice that it's not a yeah, must. Him? It's not a condition. Oh, Steve. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, um, Steve, so why did you pick? I mean, you, did you just pick SBA or you just fell into it? So you just stayed there? You never ventured? Yeah, I just fell into it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's my third career. I started in the grocery industry. I did that for about 12 years. Got into management. Didn't like it. Told my general manager some things I shouldn't have said, so I got demoted back. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, so I'm back stacking cans at midnight. So okay. I figured that probably was time to move on to a new career. Uh-huh. So uh, started going to law school. Uh, was working as a paralegal at a local firm. Oh, wow. Uh, it was fun. It was a great job. I, li- I liked the firm. I liked the idea of the business. But ultimately, uh, being a lawyer requires you to do things you don't necessarily want to do. And so I started looking for a client that I wanted to work with, and this was a good client. I feel like nobody ever says, I want to be a banker or I want to be in real estate when I grow up. It's no. Can you imagine? something you fall into. No. Kramer from Seinfeld said he wanted to be a banker. Probably. That out there. Yeah. You guys wanted to know. Of course, Kenny would remember that. Of course, like he I knows did. every yeah. episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. What do you think's changed with, um, like, you've been in this 30 years, which is awesome because it's a, such a different perspective. I mean, we haven't even been in, we've been in half, 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 half the time, time. Yeah. like 16 years. But we're commercial, residential. And then, but you're not even doing like what he does. You're more business lending. What's changed, do you think? Like what's been one of the biggest changes? Well, in that that time frame, I mean, the biggest change probably is the success of the 504 program is a lot different than it used to be. Um, The SBA has been more um, attentive to what the clients need. They've raised the dollars that you can get. They used to be very rigid about what could happen, who could own the property, how you could own the property. Uh, they really evolved into understanding that you may want to put it in your dog's name. We don't care because we're going to take everyone's guarantee. Okay. So the SBA has become more flexible and understanding about what the people need as opposed to saying, look, we're the SBA. You do what we tell you. So I think that's probably been the biggest change that I've seen. And at the end, does it really matter? Because like you said, you're getting the guarantee from everybody. Everyone's guaranteeing. Yeah. So how, you know, Joe can, Joe can hold title to the building for your business. That's fine but you're guaranteeing it. Right. So you better like Joe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What's, um, so what products, I mean, just for people listening, what products are you guys doing? Um, I know there's a seven, there's a seven Oh four. 504 and a 7A. 504C, I don't even know. You got close. All the numbers. I don't do it. Um, Can you explain if that's what you guys do, if there's anything else, and like what's the difference between the two? Sure. Um, we focus mainly on uh, real estate loans. Um, so the, the two programs that SBA offers are the 7A program and the 504 program. Okay. The main difference is the 7A is more aggressive. It's generally a variable loan. The 504 is a little harder to qualify for. Lower down payment, fixed rates. Um, the 504 also has a longer prepayment penalty. So that's the two. I mean, when I'm talking to my clients, that's just kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, the 7A loan can be used for any business purpose. You can use it to buy a business. You can use it to refinance debt, buy equipment. There's a lot of things you can use the 7A for, but we primarily do real estate with the 7A loan. Generally, with the 7A, you're putting down at least 15%. With the 504, you can put down as little as five percent or as little as 10%. So there's a kind of the, the quick and dirty differences between the two programs. So do you get to choose, like since you mentioned, for a 7A, for example, you can get a business loan or you can get working capital maybe or mm-hmm. things like that, but you guys primarily focus on the real estate. So as a business lender, can you just decide, we really just want to do loans against real estate. So somebody else might do a 7A loan for you to buy a business or to get working capital, but we're pr- primarily just focused on the real estate. Correct. We will okay. do some of the other lending right now. We're kind of branching out into to it as a mm-hmm. bank. Um, I'm familiar with it because in my career, I did a lot of that. That's how I started uh, from the 504, then into the 7A, doing a lot more business loans as opposed to real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll do it or we'll help them find somebody that will do it. So we're, we're open to that. Um, but our focus is, is commercial real estate, owner-occupied. Got the, it. The, uh, those types of loans that you're mentioning, non-real estate loans, they become a lot easier if you have real, other collateral. So right. you, can, you can do those loans and we'll do those loans, but we generally want collateral. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's yeah. like, what else do you have besides yeah. 
real estate to. Yeah. Well, you know, but the SBA program is designed, it, the SBA guarantees 75% of the loan under the 7A program to the bank. So mm-hmm. it minimizes your risk. So a lot of lenders will give you an unsecured loan for, say, $100,000 because they're only risking 25000 Got it. So it, it's available. It's just not something that we're really specialists at. Got it. Yeah, it seems like once you have a small business, uh, like within a couple of years, all the banks are calling you with mm-hmm. their lines of credit yep. that they want to give you. So that makes a lot of sense. And you can kind of get, from what I've heard, I think it's like 50000 pretty easy. And then over that, then there's maybe like paperwork that you have to give, but they'll kind of just give you fifty grand if overall everything looks business, good. Yeah, credit yeah. score. There's a lot yeah. of credit yeah. score programs where that's – and, and SB dabbles in that. They, they go in and out of programs like that where they'll want the banks to do it. And they'll do a credit score program where mm-hmm. they'll, they'll guarantee it. And then the banks that get into it are usually the larger banks. Mm-hmm. And after about three or four years, they take massive losses and get out of it because well, it's unsecured. I had a, we had a line of credit, too, for one of our businesses. And the weirdest thing was I used it pretty, like, regularly for a while. And then I paid it off, and we didn't use it for a while. And then I was going to go to use it again. And they said, your line's been closed. Um call your bank. And so they said, Oh, well, we didn't tell you that after a period of having the line of credit, if it's at zero balance, we just close it. We don't even tell you. So that was, I think it was an SBA, um, line of credit as well. But I thought, okay, well, nobody ever told me that. And how would I remember three years down the road it, that they just automatically close it if it's at zero balance? It was in the paperwork. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it's somewhere. Yeah. You know those 24 documents you exactly. signed? It's there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. But you're right. They should have said, hey, uh, it's do a you weird... want us to close it? Yeah. Right? Do you want to keep it? Yeah. I mean, it's that's... a weird loophole, but apparently that's one of them. So who are you guys? I mean, I know what you guys, you know, you guys are for a lender... There's obviously a lot of options for SBA, mm-hmm. but you guys, to be transparent, um, you guys end up getting a lot of people that are going to a major bank that's more focused on, well, I heard they have the best rate and the best terms for SBA, so I'm going to go there first. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize they might have problems or some weird scenario, and, and that bank's going to be like, yeah, I'm glad you heard this, but uh, we have a little small bucket here, and you don't fit it, and you got to move on. Right. And you end up, you guys end up, they end up coming down the road, and sometimes they land at you. Yep. What kind of clients are you guys, you, like, you're helping? What are you guys kind of seeing out there right now? Like, you know, what are you guys seeing, or what are you guys doing a lot of right now? Yeah. Just types of businesses? Businesses, and then what? Are, what do you, th- why do you think people land at you? Like, yeah. like, uh, like I mean, what's your niche? Yeah. Well, a niche, I mean... Yeah, it, like you said, they go to a big bank. They can't. They don't fit that box specifically. And I would say we don't necessarily have a box. We have this kind of moving target. It's a little bit more flexible. The edges bend a lot more. Um, Why so, is that with you guys? Because we have the we have, I guess, a little bit more ability to look at the full story. Uh, big bank. They're just churning. They wrote and guidelines, and you they're just churning and burning, and, 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 so and it's such a big business that they don't have the access to the chief credit officer or the person actually making the final decision. Where interesting, we can you know call them up, text them, email them, you know, in person. You're going to you get know. his attention. Yeah, we'll we'll get him. And um, and Steve obviously has a ton of experience in the business too, so he just. We know pretty you kind of know this is a deal. at this point. Yeah, we, we kind of we can and can't do. We, we we like to think of ourselves as problem solvers because okay. we're not the ones you're going to come to when you want to get that yeah. super good rate. Yeah, and we'll be happy to send the client to the bank that will do that. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at financials, opened it up, and said, "Yeah, you need to go talk to my friend over at Wells, yeah, or at yeah. Chase or whatever." Because yeah. from what I'm seeing, you're going to qualify for that. And if you don't, call me back. Well, let's not waste each other's time. And let's not be unfair. Yeah, because if they go down the road and then they somebody tells them you could go here, you just wasted your time. You're like, I already know. They're going to find out anyway. Cool. Right. So that's yeah. nice of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you've been doing this long and, enough. You're like, I don't need to. I've already yeah, wasted my time. Yeah, I mean, unless you have to close quickly. Like, for instance, we can close. As, the fastest thing we've done it without reports is two weeks. Yeah, 13 days is the fastest. So somebody wow, had the reports. Wow, that's fast. Nothing. Oh, no. Zero. We had to order appraisal environmental, and we closed in 13 days. It cost a lot of money. Oh, because Extra. the rushes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, but we can do that. Generally, we pride ourselves on saying we can close in less than thirty days. That's and fast. that's we, good to know, though, because a lot of people who are used to SBA will go like, "Oh, but it's this long process, yeah. right? And it takes forever, and not really. It doesn't have to anyway." That's the very common misconception. Everyone comes to us and says, "Oh, I had this one SBA experience." Well, they probably had that one SBA experience with 
a bank that either doesn't do a lot of it or has those more strict guidelines and it was a six-month process because they always needed to back every piece of information up with. It's a pain in the ass to get yeah. the best rate in term, and, right? And that's yeah. more right. even even if you're strong, they still they want it, it all. It's yeah. a time suck. Yeah, but you look at the end game and you say, okay, look, I'm going to get a rate that's two points lower. Yeah, it's going to take you probably a hundred hours of your time. <laughs> is, is it worth it? Yeah, with that, and if it is, that and it probably is because that's a good rate. You yeah. should probably do that, but understand you're going to spend a hundred hours. Wow. And if you have someone doing it for you, then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. No. Yeah. I just spoke to a client this week who was going to be buying, opening a restaurant or something. She bought some building and she was like, oh, I need a construction loan. And I'm like, yeah, the construction loan is probably going to be a lot easier than the SBA loan that you were moving forward with. She was like, I know. Right. So it's like, it sounds like restaurant residential and fun. SBA are two similar beasts. Cause when it's like multifamily or investor stuff, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. So, Joe, what would you say? Um, so, people are coming to you guys that uh, are basically they have a piece of real estate, they own the business, and they need to just do some financing or buy a business with real estate. Um, they're going to probably start it somewhere where somebody might refer them to go get the best rate and term. Mm -hmm. Why are why are they landing at you? What do you think the common problems are of where why they're getting denied? The common, I mean, the, the they don't qualify. Reason, yeah, the reasons are. Everything, I mean, anything could be the reason. I mean, the certain debt ratio that they don't meet. I okay. mean, ratios that we're not necessarily as concerned about. I, I mean, Steve can comment as well, but I think we primarily look at cash flow and collateral. If we have those two, if there's cash flow and there's sufficient collateral, whereas I'm not looking at the debt to income ratio or different things on a balance sheet that Wells Fargo does 10 different formulas with. So- yeah, even uh, some like the most competitive banks that we've worked with that do owner user stuff have a very specific way that they underwrite the tax returns. Yeah. And then let's say you have a business that didn't do very well one year out of the last three, then they'll say, okay, well, we averaged that out and it doesn't look mm -hmm. right. It's not okay. Or if you have a newer business and they have they don't have the three years returns, they won't accept it. You have to have a minimum of two. Sometimes you have to have a minimum of three. Mm -hmm. So there's other reasons that you go to uh, people like Joe and Steve, where you'd get a little bit higher rate, but you can still achieve the goal that you're trying, whether it's buying a building for your business or a refinance or whatever. But um, sometimes it's like a lack of history. Sometimes it's like the income wasn't quite strong enough one year. So it sounds to me like you guys are able to kind of look at it and just common sense go, okay, well that year it's because mm -hmm. X, Y, and right. Z. Okay. It's that makes sense. Common Let's sense. Exactly. Under common sense lending Wait, story. Yeah. We call it, it's a story lending because yeah. you look at it and say, well, what happened to you in 2017? Here's what happened. Here's why, here's how I fixed it. Um, and we're able to look at that. I mean, we don't, uh, we don't have a credit score. Per se, we like it to be over yeah. 600. Otherwise, it gets oh, really wow. complicated yeah. because we have to really do a lot of explaining. <clears throat> but if we understand why it's there, I mean, we've had clients that that I look at their credit and it should probably be sub 600 and they're at 700. I look at a client that's got a 620 and I'm like, that's impossible. Yeah. You're great. Something's wrong. Sometimes it's like a lack yeah, of credit or like or some medical medical collection is a big yeah. thing. So we don't medical, really. Yeah. yeah. So we're not driven by credit score. I will say one of the funny things recently we had a. a client that was declined by a big bank because their bankruptcy credit score was too high. Did you know that there was a bankruptcy credit score? I didn't know it existed. There's a bankruptcy credit score. Wow. And it's impacted because he's about 32 years old, uh, doesn't own a home, but he does own a commercial building. He has about $100,000 in revolving credit card debt every month that he pays off with his business. So yes, his score's completely skewed. And they said, well, his score's like 300 points higher than it should be. I'm like, well, yeah. You should throw that out because that makes no sense for him because of where he is in his life and the fact that he doesn't own a home. Nope, he's declined. He okay. wants his airline Good house. for me. So, so <laughs> the question then is, it's the SBA is more, since you guys are taking these deals to the same channel, right? Yes. Everybody's going to the same. Generally speaking, on the 504 program, the there's a... CDC, okay. that uh, there's a, a, a bunch of private nonprofit corporations. I can do this because I work there. Pri private nonprofit corporations licensed by the SBA to, to underwrite and manage the 504 loan program for the government. Okay. So everyone's going to the same channel there, and they all have to go through the SBA to get approved. So, so that's all the same. It's like Switzerland. Yeah. You're all going to have to get there. Same rates, same, same yeah. approval authority. I mean, they can underwrite it their own way and tell their own story, but... SBA has to approve that. And that's for the that's for the 40% portion on the 504, the second trustee. 
um, on, the, on the 7As, most of the banks are what's called preferred lenders, which means that if we approve it, we just have to go to SBA and they give us a loan number. And there's just a little basic background that they'll check to make sure the client hasn't defaulted on any government loans in their lives, if they, yeah. in, that they still have some SBA eligibility available. They go in, they do that, they give us a number. So SBA doesn't do any underwriting on that. So from a 7A standpoint, a PLP lender can kind of do what they want within the guidelines. Okay. On the 504, you're gonna, it's all going to end up in the same place. So, so if like a Wells is doing it, that's going to give her a better term, and they just can it from up front saying this is not for us. Right. That's not saying that SBA wouldn't do it. Exactly. So if a client goes, oh, I can't get approved, it they're, they're just like, yeah. I can't approve for my SBA. I'm like, no, you can't get approved at Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo because of and it, it they're stringent. Yeah, that's why they're getting <clears throat> yeah, the best your, terms. Your, your yeah. credit score is six twenty. Their minimum is six forty. Okay. You're declined. Okay. Period. Doesn't matter. So does the SBA measure too, like the success of all the loans that you're doing Absolutely. as well? Okay. So like it, depending on how many loans go bad or whatever, then you could have your kind of, I guess. Our PLP. PLP. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yes. We could get slapped yeah. really hard. Yeah. So okay. Yes. yes. We are, we are uh, regulated by the SBA. Um, we're lucky because we've, we've been doing a long time and we have a good relationship and we have a good record. Mm-hmm. So we only get uh, reviewed about every two years, officially hardcore. About every six months, they do some general reviews. Some banks get reviewed more often, to based again, based on the numbers. What percentage Track record, of your yeah. how many, experience. How many, how many loans did you yeah. do that yeah. defaulted in less than 12 months? Six. We'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. They don't like early defaults. No. Huh? Well, that's a bad thing. Is that 12 is, months the big, is that the? Yeah. That's, a, that's a bad one. That's, it's like you didn't properly screen exactly. up front. What, yeah. what, what did we do wrong if we approved this and it yeah. defaulted in 12 months? We did something wrong, clearly. Right. And sometimes it happens, right? Some Somebody got – it's happened to kids. But it shouldn't happen a lot. No. Yeah. So just because you're doing tougher deals does not mean that somebody's going to default. That That's not really – it just means that you have to have more common sense to underwrite them. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you put – other standards in place, I guess. You might take outside collateral, which we'll do in certain instances, not always, but you make sure that they put skin in the game and they're they're serious. Is there any businesses that you're um, not, like the SBA in general or whatever, is just like not going to do? Sure. Not- there's, yeah, there's certain businesses that are not eligible. Yeah. Uh, gambling. Okay. Uh, if it's strictly religious, if it's nonprofit, um, I can't even say the way they say it. Basically, if it's sexual oriented, they won't do it. Okay. Um, because of uh, the federal laws, we can't do anything related to pot. Okay. So those are ones that just are not eligible. Yep. I've heard period. some talk that they might start they, considering. I, I read an article. Well, the, the feds have to, to declassify the drug. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So as soon as that happens, then they'll open it up. Well, because somebody from the SBA said they like to because the financing that's available it's 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 hard because it's, it's all hard private. Money. It's Super it's crazy. Yeah. An it SBA could fill a gap, and it, and it's actually not a bad business. But they're just like and right now. Well, I guess too it, much, yeah. it's politics right now. That's what it is. If you're funding, if you would fund a, like a tobacco business or we would. Uh, alcohol, <laughs> we could do liquor stores, liquor stores. We, yeah. we can do you guys that. do so this would beer just be companies. Sure, sure. We can. Yeah. And, and the SBA recently allowed us to do businesses that are hemp related. Okay. So they're they're moving as close as they can to the line, but it has to be a. Further up the food chain for them to be able to do marijuana. Got it. It's time at this point, right? It's time. Yeah. What, um, so what can somebody, I guess, you know, if somebody's going to buy a place, what, what, what can they expect? Kind of what's the process, you know? Joe, if that's you, whoever. Yeah, what, if you're buying a building for your business, what, let's what's say. The, what's the, what are you looking for? What's the process? What can they expect? Um, and then, you know, a timeline you get said 30 days, but sometimes yeah. that might be fast because some people don't. I always say it depends on the people borrower. go consumers. How fast you close? I go 21 days. I go great. I go, but it's not on us. It depends right. on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you take how fast two weeks to give me a thing that takes two hours, we're not going to close in 21 if days. If I ask you for something and you give it to me next week, well, there's another week on our on exactly. our timeline. So, yeah, I mean, we could close in six months from now, but if you're committed, 30 days is realistic. And do you guys do like I know I asked you, but to add on that question, do you guys do like if somebody wants to buy a business and with the building and everything, and can you prequal somebody or do they just have to get into contracting? No, yeah, you could you could prequal them. It's just how 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 much time do they have? 
I mean, a lot of times other people are looking to buy that business as well. So you probably have to get into contract as fast as possible. And some people are a lot more organized with their paperwork than others. Some people, you send them a list and they have it right over to you. Uh, Other people are like, somehow they can't find their tax returns and (laughs) they don't keep up their financials and they got to put it together, you know? What's what's amazing to me is, you know, we're not always the first option and that's okay. We know our place. But- they just gave this information to three other lenders or two other lenders (laughs) and they still, they can't just hit forward on the email to us. So somehow it still takes a little bit longer, but um, yeah, generally speaking, 45 days and three years tax returns, personal financial statement. Uh, You need, we need personal and business returns. So we do a global cash flow. Um, And generally speaking, I think we need to hit a 1.15 debt service ratio and every bank's different. So again, a big bank might, might not 1. hit 2. that coverage, and we might. Well, and their 1.15 is probably our 1.4. Yeah, the big right. One because they underwrite very yeah, you know, yeah. Much more a lot more conservatively. Yeah. So, so, so people don't know what global means. Yeah. You basically something could be not so good, something could be good, but globally. So, can you kind of describe what that Glo- means? To me globally means like that? a combination of both personal and business debts. So, cash in, cash out. Personally and business. The business might be making a million dollars a year. Top line, everyone always talks about revenue. Really, how much money did you make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So don't, you know, for for a borrower, if anyone that was listening to this podcast, we're concerned with your net income. And and generally speaking, the overall cash flow is not dependent on gross revenue. It's dependent on net income and expenses yeah and then yeah and your net income your income, income comes expenses. after expenses yeah. right but you guys yeah. could the other thing is is with you guys there's common sense let's say i own a business and i just went and rehabbed it or upgraded yeah. or this and i put in three hundred fifty thousand dollars, yep. and you get it and it says hey i've showed one hundred fifty thousand net but really i'm at this but there's just a, all this you oh, do yeah. add backs you do yep. you guys there's common sense yeah you would on the tax return it states repairs and maintenance three hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars the year before i made zero dollars on repairs and maintenance yeah. so this is uncommon in nature and i can go yeah. back in multiple years and see that we would give credit for that. Is there yeah. other things you might give credit for in underwriting? Just, um, I mean, the, the basics are depreciation, interest, amortization, uh, rent add back. If you're going to ex- move your business, um, then sometimes professional fees can be maybe you had a, a, a legal suit or, or the yeah. ex- process of expanding your business took a lot of legal help. Okay. And, and you had a big, big number there. You just have to, it has to be, it has to stand out. When or you, you did out. like, um, like if it's, if it's for a couple of years in a row, then obviously you're going to say, it's reoccurring. no, if you yeah. did like, if you an, see a big jump, yeah. then you're like, okay, this is like a deal like we're working expense. on. I'm not going to say, but like one year I know she's like, Hey, I had to go put in $50,000 to build a website and this whole thing. Cause I went online. Yep. I don't, I do that one time. You could say, Hey, mm-hmm. you can go back. It's a one time. Yep. But a lot of other lenders don't do that. Yeah. Not necessarily. They're not going to yeah. go get that. They're not going to yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so once they basically, they get all the paperwork in, let's say they go in, they get in a contract and obviously it's usually for most people that have been through this is a little bit nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It's their first business. They're coming to you. They're like, they probably have maybe some issue with their stuff mm-hmm. because even if they're new, it's even hard to go to like a, well, because sometimes those people have issues. Um, I just feel like people do, you know, I just feel <laughs> like everyone has them. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're under a timeline to remove contingencies and stuff in this business. How long is it going to take up front to know, hey, Joe, I'm giving you this. We're going back and forth till I know like, like we're approval. good to go. Yeah. So generally, I would say within the first week of submission, we'll know we're going to be doing this. Not We might not necessarily have an approval, mm-hmm. but it's been vetted and it's been discussed. You and feel the numbers, pretty sure about it. You feel pretty sure. I, yeah. I, I'd feel okay starting to spend some money. But... um. Who vetted by? When you mean vetted by, to more detail, underwriters, the credit team. So, so you guys so will look at a file. The way we look at it, yeah. And we can pre we, we can pre qual clients as well. So we can look at it, and you you can come to me and say, "Hey, how much of a building can I afford?" Okay. So give us three years tax returns. We can really get into it, analyze it, let you know within forty eight hours. That's pretty good. If okay. you you know this is what you can afford, or you qualify for that building that you just put under contract. Okay. We'll look okay. at it, and at that point, we'll give you a written proposal if we think it's something we can do. And we're pretty good at performing on the proposals when we review it. 
Um, and is this something at your level you're doing? Yeah, or yeah. You, are you, you don't even need to reach out. Yeah. You're comfortable with your experience. Right. right. And, and, okay. and if we need to reach out, we will. Okay. And, and, we'll, and we'll tell the client, for instance, we'll look at it and go, <clears throat> this is going to take a little extra work. You're going to have to pledge additional collateral. You might have to put more money down. Are you prepared to do that? Mm. Here's worst case scenario. If you're if you're good with that, then let's just keep going. Right, and we'll do the best we can. But this is you may have to put is, your loan approval is essentially like right before closing, right? I mean, no. you basically no. no, okay, no, it, typically two or three weeks before closing. Got it. Because we generally don't like to spend a client's money, even though we'll collect money up front, uh-huh. um, until we know we're going to have you approved. So I don't want to order an appraisal until. I know it's going to be worth ordering that appraisal. You're so if you're on a kind of fast track, you could get an approval in as quickly as two weeks from getting all the paperwork to oh, maybe less like than that. If it's a fa- if it's a fast track, I can get an approval in a week. OK, yeah. uh, three to three to five days. So then more realistically, maybe like two weeks if, two, two if weeks you've normal. got somebody who's like going to take a day or two to get you. paperwork yeah, or something. Right. And that's yeah. always the pushback is yeah. borrowing. I need you know, what's this question? Oh, let me talk to my CPA. CPA is busy doing taxes because it's always yeah. April 15th or something. Yeah, when they've seen to buy. It's yeah. always. Or, 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 or they just got done ta- and they're on vacation. Yeah, right. We're leaving <laughs> yeah. town. Hey, can you do this by this date? Uh, we're going on vacation. Yeah, we're yeah. going to Pakistan for a month. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So question is, is one of the things I was going to ask you is, so somebody gets their stuff in, you can review, get back to them, and then you came back and said you might need additional collateral and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody why would somebody need additional collateral? Like what is with the file that you're looking that you know on top of your head now? Like what are the things that pop up that somebody needs additional sure. collateral for? It could be a projection based loan. Let's say you're buying a second site and you just don't cash flow. It's a it's a total risk. So we're taking a risk with you. Wow. So we're going to want to get our our fifteen percent down. This is typically on the seven A loan. The okay. five oh four loan generally doesn't take additional collateral. Okay. That's usually just a straight purchase, ten or fifteen percent down, depending on the type of building you're buying. With a 7A, we may look at it and say, okay, you want to buy a second restaurant. It's a great example. I want to open up a second restaurant. It doesn't cash flow, obviously. because yeah, you, you, don't you haven't opened the debt, restaurant yet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we'll, we'll look at it and we may say, well, you're going to have to put 20% down and we're going to need another 20% in collateral or cash, which can be your house as additional collateral. That gets us to where we're comfortable making this loan and getting you into that new site. That's so, always been a challenge for me too, though, when uh, lenders say, I want your house as collateral. That's a touchy one. It's a real touchy one. It's yeah. a touchy one. And when you say hand, cash, how could you do that? They could cash in your bank? Sure. They could cash your care, but then you're better off just paying the money down right. Right? Okay. because then you're not paying interest on it. Okay. Right. So you can say, look, you know, I don't want to put my house up. All right. Then give us another 15% down. I don't have the cash. I know. That's why you have to put your house up because you don't have that much cash. Okay. It's a risk. Kind of comes down to one of those things. Like I've had that conversation with clients before. If, if you really believe in this, yep. this is what you got to do. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's it's scary, we, I know, but, we you know. We say you got to have skin in the game. Yeah. So the additional so. collateral is really probably a, most mainly a cash flow issue. Yes. Cash flow credit. Uh, so if cash flow is good, credit's bad, they could go, ugh. Yeah. Like, you, don't, you don't typically pay your bills on time. Let's be honest. So that's a problem for us. Yeah. yeah. That's a real challenge here. You don't pay your bills on time. So if we do this, we're going to take your house as additional collateral to make sure that if you're not paying us on time. And is this SBA requiring that or you just know they're going to? Yeah, SBA bank. requirements are very simple. The SBA, I probably should have said this up front, on the, a 7A loan on a uh, real estate purchase, you have to take 15%, put 15% down or pledge additional collateral. Okay. So if you put at least 15% down, you don't have to pledge collateral by SBA rules. Okay. The 504, 10% down, or if it's special purpose, hotel, um, gas stations, things like that, require 15% down. Okay. That's it. That's the down payment. Now, Kenny, if somebody's going to put up their house as additional collateral, could that cause a problem for you if you had to, if they wanted to, like, refi, even if it was just to reduce the rate? Or um, how does it come when it comes to Well, no, I mean, it's, a, it's like if you're refining your house, I mean, it could be a problem for both. Let's say they want to do rate and term. Can they – can they, they might ask him to lease it, put it back on. I don't know if they can do that. Probably like, how does that work? T- typically not. Yeah. So, you, but there, you, we have workarounds that we do. I mean, obviously there's some lenders will, will do it, but they're far and few between. So generally you're kind of stuck with it. I was going to say for a cash out, refine your house then forget and it. I'm calling you. I, he's I, like, no, yeah, right. no, absolutely. I get the cash though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. 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 You're biting down your loan more, right? Or something. Yeah. Cause there's no way like right. that's a problem. So, I mean, even though it's Fannie, Freddie, dead so going to the government, they just don't care. They don't talk. you've got the rate that you're happy with on your house. And if you're putting it up for collateral, you just know that until you release that as collateral, you're probably going to keep So that's another money. question. Um, let's say you put a house up, mm-hmm. a primary investment property. You guys wouldn't care as long as there's equity. Right. And they go to sell it. Mm-hmm. 
and you've got, let's just say, if you tap that house for what an extra fifteen percent or something, mm-hmm. is that typically what? Or depends. Or you, and you could put a, a blanket lien on. Let's it just or, pick a number. So let's say the house is worth a million bucks and they owe five hundred thousand dollars, and you got to tap it for. Uh, two hundred thousand dollars, or they just go to sell it and pay off. What happens? They have to pay well, yeah, you guys. Pay How does that work? A good question, and but and it's a big depends because okay. it depends on time. Um, the house I look at it like uh, it's an Easter egg in an Easter egg basket, and we have it, and we don't want to give it to you. But as it gets older and the eggs aren't as nice, we might be able to to give it up. So if it's more than two plus years, everything's work looks good. Taxes you've made your your payments on time. Credit's still good. We can do something. We might be able to um, take less money to let you sell it. So maybe you could pay us. If, let's say it's two hundred, we might take a hundred and let you go on your merry way. We can also just, if you're going to exchange into another property, we'll just our lien will just follow. So you can go buy the other property, and we'll just tag along with it. So there's ways that we can work with you. The longer the time frame is, the better. The better. Okay. If it's, if it's one year, it's not going to happen. You're giving. Yeah. Well, what do they give you? You're going to take the money and yeah. pay down the loan. We could. Yes. Okay. By that, by that amount. Yes. But basically, you would, want to see some history with the client. Yeah. Would like there basically be a paying. prepay? There's a prepayment penalty on the 7A loans 5% year one, 3% year two, 1% year so three. So if they're paying you down, let's say you a can, little bit, they might. You can pay 20% a okay. year with no penalty. 20 or 20? 20. 20. 20. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to just see what the loan amount is we, and see if we, that's going to hit it. Well, what we typically do there is then let's say that it's going to be more than 20%. We'll pay the 20% down now. We'll Hold the money. Grow the money until the next year. So okay. it's not fair. But you guys are in control of the money, though. Yes. Okay. But it's cool. not fair to you, the client, to have to pay a 3% penalty. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you got to pay us down by 200000 <laughs> Oh, and we get another twenty. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. We, we, oh, you know, right. We, we understand we're working with small businesses. They Things happen. You need to move. You get a bigger family, smaller family, whatever. We want to work with you. And we, we are able to do that. As long as you're making your payments, right? That, that comes down to everything else. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell my house, and I would like you to give me the money. You've been late on your payments for about 10 times. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that's basically like they cooperate, and then you guys cooperate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Crystal, why are um, – because you guys, you own or use your loans. Not very often. They're not so. all SBA. Yeah. So why is somebody going to go – and this could be a question for everybody. Why is somebody going to go SBA – over going just to a traditional bank, whoever you guys use, and put the 10, 15% down. What, what is like somebody, you know, if somebody's listening, what is the differences? Obviously, I know there's terms and all this, but why would they do one or the other? So sometimes we have businesses that are really strong, well established, great credit, good liquidity, great. I mean, everything's great, great, great. Um, and they qualify to not have to go through SBA. Sometimes SBA fees are higher than what you would get with just going straight to a bank. Um, so then they would get usually a lower rate, but, um, they, if they're purchasing a building, they might have to put a little bit more money down than SBA would require, but if they're strong business and they have the capital put down or they want to put it down, you can get like a smoking deal on a rate. So what we have done sometimes is where if you can get the really good rate, a lot of times it's a 20 year AM versus 25 though. So, uh, but the lower rate, a lot of times is about the same payment as they would pay on an SBA loan at the higher rate, but they're getting that principal reduction. So if you're a strong business, you get that you're like, okay, well I'm paying down my loan faster. You know, I put a little bit more money down. I get a better rate. I get to pay down my loan faster. It's a, it's a huge benefit. Um, I would say there's not a ton of businesses that qualify for that, but it happens. So, um, no, I know. I mean, I know that you've run businesses and it's like those banks that do them are very picky. They're very picky. They want banking relationships and they have a very, a very square box that has no It's worse than a Wells SBA loan square box. It is, but great rate. Yeah. Really good rate. So, and that's why though, I mean, and I'll even say like our bankers that do those deals are not super busy, you know, because they're just like getting the cream of the crop. But they're more of like business bankers that, well, you're not. Yeah. They're in charge of the money and this. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have. Even though it's Friday. They do. Yeah. I mean, imagine pixie dust on the SBA loans is a longer term, a lower down payment. Yeah. Right. You can get a building for 10% down. Yes. So, you know, and then... Um, oh, you can do a 25-year term, right? Or well, We do 30. Well, we do 30. The, the, the 504 loan is a fifty is traditionally called a 50-40-10. 10% down by the by the client, 40% by the SBA, okay. second lien position, 50% by the bank, and first lien position. That's why the bank likes that loan. We're at a 50% first trustee. Mm-hmm. We can do, within reason, whatever we want on the first trustee as far as rates and terms go. 
We do a 30-year amortization because our rates are a little bit higher, and that kind of balances out the payment. Reality clients, they're not stupid. They know they're paying the money, but it's just over 30 years instead of 25, so the payment's lower. The SBA portion right now is a 25-year fixed at 3.48. It's really good. That is unbelievable. It's for 25 years at 10% down. It so, was that cheap 30 years ago, right? No. <laughs> this, is, this is actually the lowest it's ever been. Is it? Ever. Yeah, what they, was it 30 years ago, probably? Oh, jeez. Um, did the 504 even exist 30 years ago? They had a 50. No, I'm just saying SPA rates no, in I'm general giving, had he's, a bit. He's giving you a little grief. If there was a 502 and a 503, okay. now there's a 504. Yes, uh, the rates were probably, I mean, I've seen them up in the sixes, fives. This is the lowest it's ever, ever been. <clears throat> even ever. a year ago, it was in the fives. So. Wow, that's, that's a lot better. No, I remember yeah. when the client we were talking about sent it over, and I was like, is that right? Yes. That's good. I was like, it's like, yeah, I'm like, is that really? And again, mm-hmm. I was waiting, where's the add-on for the index or the right. margin or like? Nope. nope. That's it. That's crazy. So yep. a blended, so it, people don't know, then you guys more look at a blended rate. Yeah. I mean, you could. But no, because it's like 50-50 almost, and you blend it. This is kind of well, that's, now you're talking how we're selling our rate because it is, right. you know. Yeah. But the reality is, the blended rate's probably under five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're going to look at a very strong blended rate, but that, I mean, at ten percent down, yeah. and then your rates are higher because you're taking on more risk. Yes, and that's what it is. And yes. honestly, the thirty-year AM versus the twenty-five that you guys give is really helpful because I tell clients sometimes are so sensitive about rates. Like you tell them the rate, and they're like, "Oh, that seems high," and I'm kind of like. What you just look at your payment? Can you afford this payment? I mean, you're trying to get into this business, mm-hmm. and this is what you need. So take a look at the payment. This is you know maybe three, four, five years from now, you can be in a position to refinance and get it once you've got a track record and some tax returns and all of that better tax returns. Um, so it's like it comes down to the payment that you want to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people that you take to a traditional bank, they love the rate, but they're like, "Ooh, twenty year AM, and it's it's still scary because right. it's that's what I say to people too. Yeah, and, the, well, and thirty five percent down. Yeah, in a small business, it's, it's kind of tough. Of yeah, I mean, the idea behind SBA is to keep the money in the business. The business grows. They hire more people. They pay more taxes. Ta da! That's what the they program want. Program rules, right? That's yeah. what we're all about. That's really what the program's about. Yes. It's creating yep. jobs. Bottom, bottom line for SBA is to create jobs. That's what they're looking for. They monitor it very, it's interesting. That's one of the statistics that used to be come from the SBA 504 program about how many jobs were created. That was what reported and told you how many jobs were created under that program. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's, been, it's more sophisticated now, but when I started, that's that was the place they went to get the number interesting. of jobs created. Um, question for you is during the last downturn, mm-hmm. the financial collapse, whatever we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, how was business then? Meaning, um, it sucked. Nobody, it, nobody was lending ever. Generally with SBA, we're the ones that are almost recession proof because then the, uh, lenders stop lending unless they can get that, that enhancement for the, um, you know, the, the SBA guarantee. So up until the big one, whatever you want to Great call recession, it. Great recession, we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Everyone stopped lending, period. Uh, prior to that, I, I went through some recession. Is that the worst you ever saw? Oh, yeah. This last one, for oh, sure, huh? For sure. We went through some, and it's this is not probably great, but it's better for us when we have uh, a recession because we're the ones that are lending and we're able to lend. So it makes a big difference. And you guys are still not? Nobody. Nobody well, think so about business, it too. Though businesses so, were doing worse, so then no, you're but looking at what I'm at saying is, is like ways why I ask returns. is, um, I think people wonder like when we hit a recession, it's that bad. You guys are probably the last of the line that will lend to businesses, yes. yep. and you're saying even just three years we weren't lending. That just tells you that nothing was going on. Correct. There was no new business. I know people didn't want to buy them, and even if they did, it was like almost impossible. Yeah. But let's say you wanted to refinance your business and things. I think it's just hard, difficult, because even back in that time, a lot of businesses were suffering. So when they were looking at the financials to even see if they could possibly do the loan, you were looking at declining income. No, no income. Nobody, yeah. Nobody was making money. Right. It was, it was, but coming out of the re- that, the recession, whatever you want, again, I, it was worse than a recession. But coming out of yeah. that, the SBA programs were one of the leaders that started to lend to businesses. When, like, so let's, when was it bad? Just out of curiosity, like time-wise, was uh, no, I, 09? I can't remember. 2000, was, 2000, <laughs> was 2009, like the, like where it kind of just. Eight and nine were just. So I mean, 10 starts to come up. N- no? No. 
probably more, more like probably closer. Remember, to, we were doing loans. No, and I'm asking. So, so in 2010, like four it was years, rough. It was just three, about three solid three years of just it was very difficult to help any clients. To, I mean, and, and it made sense for some of them to buy buildings. I had a couple of clients that got buildings that were it appraised for like a million seven. Chief, it appraised for a million seven. He was buying it for seven hundred, and we were struggling to get the loan. And and he's like. Is this appraisal right? I'm like, yes, this appraisal's right. Was SBA tightening or no? It was just the, the banks. SBA, oh, SBA would love you to lend. Uh, they were out there going, come on, guys. And we're like, we don't have any money. The other side of the government, the regulators are, are strangling us because we don't have any money. Right? That's what happens. That's crazy. Yeah. So the SBA wants Remember on it the investment then- side, I never did, for multifamily, I never did so many Fannie Mae loans. Ever, too, because the banks weren't lending, so people were taking Fannie Mae loans that they would mm. never take today with right. yield maintenance and these crazy yep. terms. Choice. They were expensive, and they had the worst prepays, but people would take those loans because if they had to get a loan back in that time, and that was what was available, you just took it. So yield maintenance is probably like the SBA prepay is pretty ugly, I'm guessing. The SBA prepay is easy. Mm. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Seven A's of 531. 5% oh, okay. year one, 3% year two, 1% year three. That's on the 504 idea. loan, first of all, on the 504 portion – why would you want to pay that back, right? It's 25-year fixed at 3.48. Yeah. No. We tell clients that... So the, what do people do? They usually refi the first and yeah. just... Yeah. Sober it. Yeah. You can. So, yeah. But the, the SBA prepayment penalty is it's a really confusing formula, but the essence of it is it's one year's interest declines 10% each year for 10 years. Okay. So you're talking 3% declining for 10 years. Big deal. Okay. Right. That's not that horrific. It's not terrible at all. But, and again, what do you care? Yeah. Right? It, most of the time, if you're getting... Um, 10 or 25 you're fixed at that rate the banks want a flat 10 for 10 prepay because you're not going to prepay us anyway right unless you're selling the building and making a ton of money you're not right. you're not going to touch no that oh there's some sense. yeah like you got bought your business got bought right. for a bunch of money you're getting out like, of business you're right. retiring but i'll pay whatever. It. well yeah. under, but understand one of the reasons small businesses buy their building is because it is their 401k plan because right you keep the building so when right. when big guy comes in and gobbles up your business or you sell your business you still have the real estate. And you get to charge more rent. Yeah. So that's a good um, – I like that on, on that topic. So let's say – I mean, let's pick a business, Crystal, that somebody would probably buy a building. Think about it. Who would buy a building? Like give me a business that somebody's in business, renting a building uh-huh. that might a get a buy. CPA firms buy a restaurant. Okay, let's say a CPA firm. What's um, – what are they probably looking at? Like if they're going to go buy, it's 10 15% down, right? Let's say yeah. they're going to go buy. And a lot of people are like, should I buy a building? Why should I, can I even qualify for this? The first steps really are is they're, as they're paying rent now, it's pretty much they just need to be able to, if they're cash flowing paying rent now, they just have to be able to cover that SBA payment and come in with a 10, 15% down. There's really not much more past that, right? Well, but if there's credit and everything else. I like, mean, and also CPA firms kind of depends how the CPA does their taxes too because sometimes <laughs> you're, you're somehow surviving for 10 years and had losses every year well you know it depends what you write down yard, right yeah but yes the essence of it is the, the big the biggest challenge for most of our clients is the down payment yeah we're dealing with smaller businesses yeah. right they're not that sophisticated they don't have four hundred thousand dollars sitting around so it you know it's important for them to minimize the down payment keep the cash in the in the in the business so you know you, you name it we just did a uh uh Yard maintenance building out in Palm Springs. It was a big deal for him. He got it for 10% down. It was a great deal for him. You know, we've looked at a lot of different businesses, and it makes sense for them, almost all of them, to buy their own buildings because it's a long-term play. You know, your landlord's not going to push you out. You can do what you want with the with the property. You can improve it and enhance your business. So it just it makes sense. They're not going to raise your rent or anything like that, yeah. Should should comment, too, that the 10%, which sometimes could be the challenge, or the 15 or 20, whatever it is, it can come in other forms. It can come in a family member giving you a gift. It could come from uh, the seller of the building carrying a note. It could come really? In. So, I mean, you can come up. The bank, generally speaking, wants to see you put something in. 5% is kind of like the, the number that we yeah. like to yeah. see. Yeah. The you want to see something. But yeah. you can do $100,000 down and a gift for you know, another 500000 to cover the building if you need. So you want to see, like, me, I'm the individual, put, like, five. But if you got to go get ten from somewhere yeah. else well, or another well, five. You yeah. have to explain why you only have five and you want to buy this building. Yeah. Why does it make sense if you don't have any cash? Okay. So, but, it, but it could be the story, right? This, I yeah. put all the money in to do X, Y, and Z to expand, right. and that's why I need this building. Now. So, Joe, so let's say I'm, you know, doesn't matter, 30 years old, um, 
I'm working. I'm a bartender at a restaurant with okay. a buddy. Okay. And we've been working for ten years, stacking. We have a ton of cash in the bank. We have a ton of experience um, managing the bar and all this. And I'm thinking two to three years out that hey, I want to go open a bar. Mm-hmm. And maybe they maybe they have an investor, but they're like. Um, we want to go, you know, buy a building, open the bar because they don't want to worry about kicking out for a lease. So they have a, let's say they have a spot, whatever, in North Park or something. Um, but they want to put minimum down because they got to go in and do the whole bar build out and all that and stuff. And a lot of times your investor doesn't want to go on the loan too. Like yeah. they'll be the money guy, but they're like, but I'm they're also go not going to go. We're going to buy the building and give you everything. Like maybe that investor is going to be like, I'm going to do the build out, but if you want the building, so I'm going to buy the building. What should that person, it could be any business, right? But I'm talking about this because I know people have done this, you know, in San Diego. What should that person, number one, could that person that's doing this, that hasn't owned a business, but it's been a bar, run it, and you have all this, is that somebody, is that even realistic for somebody to even have a conversation or think about that? Sure. Uh, Nate, you can definitely buy a business. If you have the experience, it really doesn't matter if you own the business or owned a business before, because you could prove that you can run the business. Um, and be successful. I would say from that bartender and specifically that industry, because it's probably mostly cash, um, you want to be able to show some income for those prior years leading up to the purchase. Claim if your you, tips. Yeah, yeah. Claim <laughs> at least some of the tips. Make it yeah. so that you could – all of a sudden you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. How did it get there? Yeah. Um, so you need to be able to show, again, going back to cash flow and collateral, you need to be able to show that you can cash flow or generally speaking, it's a startup business. And you're going to look at, do they have a car payment? Do they have credit card payments? Yeah, we're going to look. rent payment? Yep. So keep overhead low. Yep. Like pay off your debts. Yep. Look clean. You can have a rent, but don't come in, don't come to you saying I make 20000 a year and I need to go yeah, buy a million dollar building. Yeah. Don't show me your tax return that shows $20,000 <laughs> yeah. yet. You can't even cover your rent. Building and you have- yeah. That happens all too often. Yeah. So basically, some plan- planning and preparation. But like we said, most people don't do that. Most people come to you and say, hey, I got this great business. We, fa- we found the building. Yep. Here's my $20,000 a year tax. But return. we're talking to somebody who might be listening that like is thinking out, oh, I so, want to do this. Yeah. I'm yeah. saving. So we want to plan. Can, if you if you know you want to do that in advance, at least Start two planning. years, you're you're gonna have to pay some taxes and you're gonna have to report be, some income. Be less aggressive on your uh, deductions because okay. you know there's ways to do it legally and not. But yeah, you know it, it, you you can show as much income as you can knowing you're going to buy a building. You want to be lendable, basically. Very normal with accountants. They're like, dang, if I didn't know he was buying a building this year, I would have done the tax returns different. I'm like, dude, really? (laughs) And honestly, we actually have clients where they'll send us their draft um, every year just for us to take a quick peek and make sure that they're going to be good on financing. And if not, maybe they don't write off as much or, you know. sometimes CPAs go in and just go for the gusto and you're like, hey, can we put this like amortizer – Oh yeah, we get well. Yeah, you just want to yeah. hit hit them. It's like, well, they want no tax. I'm like, yeah, but they need to do stuff too. They'll move so, sales to next year. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times, we we can move a hundred thousand dollars of sales to next year, so we have to pay tax this year. Yeah. Well, it's perpetual, but if you put it now, then we're look better when we do it. Yeah. And I should say, I mean, there's ways of not paying. I guess not paying tax and still looking good on paper because you might have had a net loss from the year before. It doesn't mean you can't take that net right. loss from three years ago or five years ago when something did happen. Depends on the bank. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it would in be our, also, in our world, you can do it that. It would also be is if you're going to buy something, make sure you're in communication with your CPA that he's aware of yes. what you're doing. Yes. So he's, so let's just say, I'm just picking a number. The building's a million bucks, whatever me and this, me and somebody are going to buy it, right? The bartenders, are they able to buy the building? And then let's say there's a build out. Can they get, could they do the whole so kit, you're t- caboodle? You're startup, right? Yeah. Startup, generally on a startup, you're going to have to put more down okay? because you're, you're starting up. So okay. you do have to have good credit, good experience. You're probably looking at about 25%. Okay. That can include some build-out. That can include inventory. That can include working capital. But you've got to expect at least 25% into it. So if you're buying a building for a million bucks, you need 250, 250. all in. Right? Plus and whatever you're – Plus right. the build-out build too. But, yeah. Okay. So, there, so you've got to have – And inv- So if you're going to do the restaurant they have a silent investor, how well, you, would that you, work? You don't have to have a silent investor. The SBA will allow anyone that owns 20% or less of the building does not have to guarantee the loan. Oh, less than 20%. Less yeah. 19.99. Okay. Yeah. So you, let's say you're buying a building for a million bucks and let's say that you have – Joe wants, wants in. Yep. He'll give you $200,000. He wants 19.99% of the building. 
he can do that and not guarantee the loan. Mm. So they don't have to be silent. Okay. Which got somebody in town in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, not saying yeah, anything. Not saying anything. Um, anyway. We're all going to have to Google that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, so it could be a bad board. Is that a popular? Which? Somebody that owns restaurants? Yeah, we'll talk later uh, about yeah. that. I think I know who it is. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, somebody yeah. just told me that story. Silent partners. Lots of silent partners. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that how you spell Ponzi? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So basically startup is just... It's harder. We do them. And so because... Well, it's more risky. You don't have yeah. a track record. So let me ask you a question. What's your track record? Yeah. Is, but they also is how do you qualify them for that whole loan and business? Let's say they're making you know decent money, but you have to do projections on the business. Correct. Mm-hmm. But they know what they're doing. And then it comes down to global cash flow, too, because you you might be starting a business and keep – you could still be working at your other job, too. Yeah. And you could have a global I've cash flow. that looks great. And you could have, you know, plenty of money in the bank, so it looks okay. But you still have to do projections. Because some people start a side business. Yeah. And, they're, okay. you start, and then you start it, in your garage, build it up, and then you get to a point where it's time to quit your job and go do it. Yeah. And where, can you, when can you afford that? And how much money should you borrow to do that is the age-old question, right? But the better time is before you quit the job is go get the SBA loan and all that? or Probably. It depends. It, or do you guys look at it like how are you going to run both? You got a full-time job in this. Do you question that? or It could be part of it. Yeah, sure. I mean that, that that's the – it depends. Like does it make sense? Can you do that theoretically? Will there be a manager in place to help you with that? What's your Because you can be like Shark Tank where Mark Cuban's like, wait a minute, so you're going to work your job right. in this? Or you, how are you going to do that? It's right. like, we have, like we, you guys have to question, yeah, right? Yeah, like, to we do fill out like questionnaires about your business plan and how it's going to be run and mm-hmm. all of that. So, and yeah. one other thing going back to uh, being prepared and planning ahead. Um, again, don't do it always right before you're going to leave town. Don't do it always at the – the peak of tax season when your CPA can't help you with any numbers, you want to be able to be prepared in as much as possible in advance because you're going to have to provide all these things. You can't Basically just let people know in advance too so they can yeah. plan accordingly. So your CPA, if, if you give them a heads up like, hey, in two months from now or even 30 days from now, I'm going to be going through this process of SBA loan. Yeah, definitely give your CPA, yeah. Generally, your first time. Are you available? Because you're going to need him and you're – I mean you're going to need – and you're going to need to get budgets and things like that too. Like yeah. don't come – to Joe and say, hey, I want to buy, well, do you have a budget for business? No, what's that? Like, you yeah. got to like, yeah. you know. But, but that's our perfect client. Yeah. Right. right. That's our, they, they can go, hey, I'm, we're in escrow in the building. Great. Well, let's see your your paperwork. Uh, what's that? Okay. This is going to take a while. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll, but that's, that's why. That's what we do. We, we, that's what we do. We help you get through the process. Your problem solvers, as yep. you said. We help, and we help you get through the process. We're not the ones that are going to say your CPA has to fill this out and the CPA is out of town. All right. Fill this out to the best of your ability. We'll help you with it, and we'll look at it and figure out what, you know, but you give us the numbers. We'll help you figure out what you're doing here. No. So you guys are basically, it's like, just kind of like we are talking about somebody before in here, Ariel or your friend. It's like you guys are, you're not some, you're smaller, but you're getting, it's like a more boutique service, customer mm-hmm. service. I can go, go yeah. to my chief credit officer quickly, get back to you. We can help you. The paperwork come in. We're not going to be like, you don't fit a bucket. We don't have time mm-hmm. for you. I've got a hundred well, other the clients. Big banks. They, yeah. they go like, here, fill this out right. and bring it back to me. And yeah. And it's cool. overwhelming too for people. Yeah. Some they're like, I never filled this out. This is crazy. Right. Oh, yeah. We, we help our clients, you know, with the paperwork because we've done it a hundred times. It'll be a lot quicker. You know, the information so we can do it together. Um, but yeah, it, it is more hands-on customer service. When you come to us, we have a lot more, options. I mean, not only do we have SBA, we do do conventional loans. So sometimes clients come to us because they just want to get in the building. Well, three years later, the prepayment penalty is gone. You kind of remove your training wheels of having that SBA loan. We can do a conventional loan on top of that and refinance that that loan out. Okay. That's a good, that's a good avenue. Um, Both of you, one of you, however you want to answer it. What do you kind of in closing here? What what would you give the biggest piece of advice, maybe each answer, um, somebody getting SBA loan from your perspective? Like what's probably one of the, one to three things, biggest piece of advice is to people? They should call us first. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Other than that, right? That's it. No, I mean, Simple as that. I mean, we're, we're able to help. And, uh, you know, if you call us, let us know what's going on. We've got a couple clients that are out shopping for buildings. They came to us first and, and Smart. say, this is how much you, you can afford. Had one client that can afford a lot more than she wants. 
Yeah. And she we reminded her you only have to occupy 51%. So you can have a building with tenants as long as you plan on growing into that eventually. That's eligible. So no, no, that was a, it was good that she came to us early. The real estate broker brought her to us and said how, he wanted to know how much we pre-screened it for the broker. How much can she afford? And we're like, a she, lot more than you're showing her. And then <laughs> it like, goes on the flip side of somebody who's looking for more mm-hmm. than they can right. afford. We're yeah. like, hey, you, you want a million dollar building? I mean, if you want to do five, you can get some tenants. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. Because and that's the other thing, you can have tenants with an SBA loan. You just need fifty one percent occupancy. Which, like you're saying, is um, you know we're real estate investors. I know you are. Uh, that's a retirement. So if you have the money and go buy a building, that's and those other people potentially could pay your rent for your your mortgage, that's so much more cash flow. Sure. Plus, for qualifying, that could be another right. yeah. for you guys. It could go global cash flow. Global, that's huge. Exactly. And yeah. it does. The business technically does have to cash flow the loan, but. On a global basis, that it helps. that's outside income well, that could pay for your car, that could pay for your 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 home mortgage or other things. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. So, um, but for me, my advice would just be be prepared. Um, you know, it's not too early to start. Like that client specifically, smart. she's talking about next year. But it's super but, smart though. Yeah, she, she writes an offer. She knows she can close quick. Right. Yeah. There's no stress. Right. There's no well, – And vice versa. We'll get the, the uh, brokers will have us pre-qual because they can't ask the client about their financials. So they'll say, hey, you've got to go talk to Steve before I'm going to take your offer. And I'll look at it and I'll call him and go, yeah, don't take it. So I can't, can't – I mean I can't disclose anything. I'm just saying no or yes. Simple as that. And it makes it easier for them knowing they're going in that they can't afford it. And you know, whether or not we end up with a loan, they can afford the building yeah. that they're trying to buy. So that, like I said, they, they should call, reach out early and say, okay, this is what I've got. Does this look reasonable? And you're like, yeah, maybe. We can work yeah. with you. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys are just getting – you're getting people that are in escrow that might have yeah. fallen out from a bank or two. Three weeks away And you're close. it's being thrown in your lap and you're dealing with a mess. Yeah, but – that's no, which is what you're used to. That's yeah. what you're built for. But people have to understand, mm-hmm. like, yeah. if you, you went could- to these banks first and got pre-qualified – you would have already been with me. We'd have been ready to go. And you guys can deal with the stress. It's like we always say is this is what we do every day. Mm-hmm. But for you, you don't do it. Right. You're stressed out of your mind. You're you're dealing with your business. You're gonna move your business. It's all this stuff. Right. We're we're gonna close your loan like we do every other month, like right. every month with right. somebody else. Right. Yeah. So and I think in our business too, being prepared, um, not just with like your paperwork, but like Crystal, you said, is are your PLs up to date? That's Joe's, a big one yeah. for businesses. Like, oh small businesses. I haven't done them all especially. year and it's the mm-hmm. October. Yeah. Well, yeah. Joe, you're going to need those? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need them. How fast? Uh, like now. <laughs> like Not Within 90 days for us. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think just being prepared and like all the stuff, you know, mm-hmm. if you have credit card debt and your credit might be low, can you pay it off before you go in or things like that? So, mm-hmm. um, Crystal, any more questions? No, I think we covered Anything else? Nope. Oh, is that you? That's me. I was yep, like, wondering what that is. It's like, who the heck did Any that? Any oh, other little tidbits of information? Um, no, not really. You got anything? I think we covered pretty well this 7A and 504 yeah. I, subject. One one thing I would say, and I think we talked about it in the beginning, is SBA is not as daunting as some people That's hear. the general they, consensus. The, the rumor yeah. that they heard was that it's impossible and don't ever get it. It's and it takes forever. It takes Basically, forever. that's yeah. bullshit. That's yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Who, it's BS. Who did who that t- person's who loan that? before? Okay. Is is my – I mean, what bank was it? Do they specialize in this? Is this all they do? Because that is – all of our loans are owner-user, conventional or SBA loans. And whether it's conventional or SBA, it's the same process. I mean, us. I'll be honest. I'm doing a loan. Uh, I have a client that Mitch tried to start with the better terms – and then I said, are you going to go to Joe? He's like, no, I think you qualify. And then we had to hear. And then now we're at Joe. Yeah. And it's a tough deal. And it's a couple months later. And, um, but the point is, is that, um, you know, I had it, but there, there's not really anything daunting about it. I mean, it's, it's a tough deal too. Mm-hmm. So you, it's, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure there's tougher deals, but it's a tough deal. And I mean, I don't think it's crazy or daunting or anything like that. I think it's pretty much provide the information do what they tell you to do. Listen and follow instructions. That's the one thing. Yeah. If somebody tells you what to do, 
or how to get to the final result, you need to listen to these guys. This is what they do all day. Yep. But again, that that does come down to who you're working with too. So the banker or the person that you're working with that's doing your loan can either make the process easier for oh, you 100%. or they can make it harder. So, and I do, like you mentioned, some of the bigger banks that might have lower rates just don't tend to make the process super easy. They, they pretty much throw all the work on you and then they have all these guidelines and overlays and their own timelines that make you feel like SBA is slow and takes forever and and that's generally asks for too much paperwork you know so yeah um where's the best way to find you guys contact you guys um you can email us um should i say my email you can say your phone number your email email, phone number that was the invitation six (laughs) eight seven one three and steve say that again because six one nine four five eight eight seven one three is my phone number okay jay termino at PB Capital, T-A-O-R-M-I-N-O. We'll put it up there, too. Yep. 619-787-7725, and it's S. Pollett, P-O-L-L-E-T-T, at PB Capital. And um, I would say the economy's good. You guys are lending. We're lending. We're lending. Well, everyone says a recession's coming. They've been saying it for three years now. I say it's like saying it's going to rain. Eventually, you're right. So, sure, there'll be a bubble. But that's about right for the rain in San Diego. Eventually, right. I mean, point. you've been doing this 30 years. The last, I mean, for real estate, it was a depression, not a mm-hmm. recession. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think people are scarred from that. Yep. But uh, I would say in residential loans, which probably caused a lot of it, we've been writing a lot better loans than we did the, before the last great last cycle. depression. I like the cycle. Yeah, the last nice. cycle. Nice. I would think you guys are, if you guys think the, you tightened up a little bit before coming out of, you know, not lending for four years. Was things, are things tightened up or changed the environment? In the last, I'd say the last year, banks are starting to tighten up a little bit because of that. They're they're all worried about the next, the bumps coming. And we're feeling that too, like across the board, whether you're doing construction, construction for sure, I'm seeing it. Um, Multifamily, I'm seeing definitely commercial, some of those more vulnerable property types, Mm -hmm. office, um, retail. So a lot of banks are starting to either pull out of that completely or get a lot more conservative on what they're lending on. Yep. So it's happening across the board. But that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be more of a bump, not a, not a, you know, (laughs) a mountain. (laughs) That's just my opinion. I think yeah. we're all just ready to hunker down, though, based on the last experience. But I mean, I made the yeah. argument that the uh, the big dump they took in the stock market in December was the bump. Now my bosses aren't buying it, but I've, I've been trying to sell it. <laughs> we recovered. We're done. Let's move on. Right. They're not slammed. Or people could argue that we are kind of in the bump now. You know, yeah. people have been. No, saying some people say. I mean, look, I mean, you know, New York real estate's down. L.A.'s you know in a correction. It's about time. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. It yeah. ran for a pretty long time there. Honestly, in certain cities, I lived in San Francisco um, for three years and it was 2007, 8, 9. And it did not feel like a recession in the city. It I mean, did I remember not. Visiting Real estate her, was, was going like, up. People, people were making spending. money. It was. So it's, it's a little bubble up there. It's own yeah, bubble. For sure. Right, yeah. Right. They had an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Exactly. So. We will see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But until then, we'll just keep plugging along. And I think okay. banks are still lending, um, even if they're getting more conservative. Yeah. And There's a lot rates of capital out there. People do want to lend. It just you uh, it might be a little bit more tighter. But I would just say to get around the tightness, just be more prepared. Like mm-hmm. Joe said, honestly, yeah. if you're really prepared, um, it's going to help you. If you're not prepared, it's just and it's probably good harder. business practice anyway. Oh, so, 100%. Like, you know. <laughs> but you're busy There's running that. Bu- yeah. No, that's the problem. <laughs> Small running, business, you're yeah. You're running your business. Yeah. You're, you're working 14 hours a and day. You guys Honestly, the it. best yeah. thing we ever did was hire a bookkeeper. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. worry about it anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's like another tip. If, if anybody needs a tip for their business, hire a bookkeeper. I yep. can't do QuickBooks right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. It's almost too easy because you can mess things up really, really fast. So, yeah, I just let a bookkeeper do it now. Yes, indeed. Cool, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, If you guys need to contact us, we'll put all of our information um, at the end of this video, including Joe and Steve's. Guys, thanks for coming in. Appreciate the time. I think we all learned a little bit SBA loans today. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.